Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Hey, Dad. Hey, Christina. Thanks for breakfast this morning. Oh, you're welcome. It was very good. It was good. Yeah, we have this uh, pretty good routine. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, they threw in blueberry muffins this morning for those of you that are breakfast people. Usually it's just eggs and home fries. Sometimes we get bacon or ham. This time blueberry muffins were freshly baked. That mom made. I think it's because my husband came. They really like pulled out all the stops for him. You're just routine, but when he's here, it's something special. Yeah. (laughs) He'll be coming along every week now. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, this is good. So this week I had an idea because of something I've experienced and it kind of hit me and I thought maybe it would be a good topic. And that's invisible wall. I had that happened to me this past week, just kind of thinking about it. Like, do you feel that there's an invisible wall that prevents you from doing something or accomplishing something? Well, I like this topic. I think everybody has invisible walls mm-hmm. and what is that really, right? It's just the walls that we put up for ourselves or the things that we think are in the way of us getting to where we're trying to go. And there are other terms for it. I think a very popular term right now, and this, correct me if I'm wrong, but imposter syndrome is like a huge buzzword right now. There's a million different webinars and all different content on imposter syndrome. Define that for me because I'm not 100% sure. Imposter syndrome is... I will say it's loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And you know how I do Google here. <laughs> Google loosely defines. This, this just prevents Christina from making up something, not, not lying, but making up a phrase that it's doesn't not, make any I do sense. I not lie. I do not lie. Do I always remember everything perfectly? I can't claim that. But imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And it disproportionately affects high-achieving people. So a lot of times we are incredibly hard on ourselves. Right. And I know I always have been. And you have all these preconceived notions about who you are and what business you have to be doing what you're doing, right. saying what you're saying. Right. Why me? Like why, why yeah, me why in a positive get, sense? Like why am I... Right. Why do I get a seat this? at this table, right? And you have a way of thinking everybody else has something you don't, you know, mm-hmm. like... Somebody else is smarter than I am or somebody else. Yeah, better contacts or they have that degree or they have a certification or they have. Right. They went to a better school than I did or there's all these things that you put up in front of you. And and you meet a lot of people like that build those things into reasons why they can't. So have you ever Mm -hmm. met a person that if you present an opportunity, they have five reasons why they can't do it? Correct. I can't do that because I need to go to school for X Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I can't do that because I don't have enough money. Or I can't do that because I don't have a background in that or I don't have experience in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know people in that. But the people that actually succeed are the people that say, well, why not? You know, like they push through that invisible wall and and figure it it. out. Yes. Yeah. Or just try. Right. And I think imposter syndrome is something that's really popular right Mm now. Everybody likes to have a name to put to something. Right. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, I suffer from imposter syndrome. (laughs) And every generation 
you know, every 20 years or so, the name changes. It's the same thing, right. but someone else writes a different book that has a different name. So, yeah, you know. people feeling inadequate. But if you right. call it something that other people relate to or something that resonates, then right. you feel like you're part of something. Well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to just use the guitar since I play the guitar. And, you know, I feel blessed because I'm in a band and I have always, always wanted to be in a band when I was even in a band and a kid. And then I didn't play for... 25 years raising you well i'm really sorry about that brothers. dad i'm so sorry <laughs> to have derailed your dreams you for so long but i'm back at it <laughs> but what a drag i, I, I want to use this as an example because even at the expense of embarrassing myself but i'm going to use it if i measured myself against the greats which is what you do you know, I, I watch something and I see Eric Clapton playing the guitar and I see all these great bands and, oh my God, I can't. There's no way ever that I could play at that performance level. That's an invisible wall because if I measure myself against that, then I can't play in a band. I can't do anything because I'm not that good. Well, like, think you about what, what if John Mayer had psyched himself up like that and maybe he did. Mm-hmm. God, it would be nice if John Mayer would listen to this thing and we could have him on as a guest, right. but a girl can dream. Yes. But what if John Mayer had thought that way and didn't decide to go out on the road with the Allman Brothers and create what is now Dead & Co? No, that he went on the road with the dead, Grateful Dead, not the Allman Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> See, she didn't Google that one. <laughs> No, that's staying in. That's not being edited out. That is staying in. No. No, yes, no. I know better than that. He's talented enough to play with the Allman Brothers. Okay, but if John (laughs) Mayer. Oh, man. I know better than that, Dad. Come on. I know you do. Okay, so if he hadn't been psyched up to get on the road and play in the presence of those that played Mm -hmm. with Jerry Garcia, he may not, like, we may not have the privilege of dead and co today correct and that's an amazing experience but so incredible what, correct and what do these people do all of these famous people that you see they are themselves right so they just did mm-hmm. they did if you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm saying that on purpose like it doesn't make sense what i just said they did but they did meaning they did it right and yes i took guitar lessons and i got you practice a, a, a modicum of competence but i'm no way competent enough to be i'm not a great guitar player but i'm in this band don't and sell yourself short dad no no my point i'm doing that on purpose because i'm having a blast in a band and i fit and we perform what are we where are we playing so we're playing at restaurants where we play almost every week we get paid you follow what i'm saying like, there's a market for what you do and in we're this having space. fun and we're yeah. good enough right I'm not going to play at Carnegie Hall. I'm not going to... Dead and Company doesn't want me playing with them. It feels a bit like this is an invisible wall you're putting up for yourself, though. But my my point is, you said... It's funny that you said disproportionately affects high-performing people. High achievers. It's pretty funny because you would think from an outsider looking in, you look at a high achiever and you say, they don't have any problems. They don't have any invisible wall. They don't have anything, but they do. We all do. Exactly. So your invisible wall is that you look at Eric Clapton and you say, oh man, like I, I'm not great. But somebody else might look at you and say, wow, I wish I, wish I, could, I could play, play at like that, that bar. Exactly. I, you know, I or wish somebody I wish... would want to hear me play. Yeah, because I play what I play and someone could say that, you know, it's really good. 
But that's the difference. And that's why I, I really kind of got energized to talk about today about this. The difference is those that are the people who accomplish, take the step to do something mm -hmm. and see what the hell happens. It kind of goes back to that stepping out of the comfort zone, right? And just correct. pushing yourself. Correct. And if because anybody's interested, we did it, uh, episode three. If you're interested in checking that out, we wow, did a you're whole... you have the episode number too. Well, I can't count when we do recaps, wow. but I do remember that episode three was on growth and right. comfort zone. Very good. But yeah, no, if anybody's interested in mm -hmm. spending a little bit more time on that topic independently, we have right. an episode about it. Yeah. But I think you're right. We can all psych ourselves up or psych ourselves out mm -hmm. of just taking action. Like if you dedicated your life to guitar. Mm-hmm. Like an Eric Clapton. I'd be has. broke. <laughs> <laughs> My life might not have been so nice. No. But if you had dedicated your life to guitar and decided that you were just going to practice and that you were going to make it at all costs, mm -hmm. you just might have been playing with Eric Clapton. You never right. know, right? You don't know. You don't know. Right. But to your point, here's what happens when you do, even with, what was the phrase you said? Uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Even with that, I think the best thing that we can say to people is just keep doing what you feel you want to do. And the reason I say that is, how did I get even in this band? And I'm only using the band just as a point of reference. Because I played the guitar, I played for a lot of years in those 25 years, just in the living room and just played by myself, right? Then I decided, you know what, I'm going to buy a new guitar, buy a new amplifier. And I joined, not a group, I joined like a folk thing where it people played. It was called The Folk Project. The Folk Project. And I was nervous as all get out. And I went, you know, like, bring your guitars and go to this thing. And I went to this picnic and everybody is just on acoustic guitars, just playing. And some guy came up to me and said, hey, I have this, uh, it was an Irish band and I'm, I'm Italian. And I said, I don't know any Irish songs. He goes, well, we have, I have a gig and my guitar player couldn't make it. And you sound pretty good. Can you learn these songs? I'll never forget it. It was like the gig was in one week. He sent me all this stuff. I was a nervous wreck. But just think of that. If I didn't take a step, mm -hmm. that got me, oh my God, I had to learn all these, these Irish songs. I didn't even know what they were. I'm listening to them on the radio and go, I don't know. And then I got to learn how to play it. We played, I probably was really awful and I probably screwed up and stuff, but all my, I'm just trying to say is that that got me performing in front of people again, mm -hmm. which was something I needed to get practice on. And one thing leads to another and you meet other people and blah, blah, blah. And then six years ago, I auditioned for this band that I'm in and we've been having a blast for six years. So my only point is, and I'll shut up. If I continued to practice till I was good enough to be like Eric Clapton, I'd still be playing the guitar in the living room. You're totally right. That's my point. Well, and I think uh -huh. everything is scary before you do it. Right. You know, whether it's taking the step from, you know, you get a new job, you take on a leadership role. For me, like what did you do to get the job? You had to apply for yeah, it. Yeah, you apply, right. you interview, all of that. But just putting yourself into positions where you're starting to like picture yourself doing the things you want to do, even like with Pilates, that was, it's a workout that for me has turned into so much more, 
you know it started as something that was just like okay this is a workout that you do you know and then thoughts about you know maybe in the future I'd want to have a studio or something Mm -hmm. but you just never know and like when you think about and I think about my own life experiences so much you can get intimidated by people you can Mm -hmm. get intimidated by what other people have accomplished But so much of it is just kind of separating like the facts from how you're feeling because we all have a way of feeling inadequate in situations or feeling like we don't deserve to have a seat at whatever the table is. Just put yourself in those positions, right? What do they say that if you want to be in a certain position, surround yourself with other people that have already done it. Right. And you know what? Don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to make a mistake and don't be afraid to be embarrassed. And that was the next thing is that you have to develop a really, really healthy response Mm -hmm. for failure and mistake making because you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fail and you need to just keep failing, keep making mistakes and keep learning from them. Correct. But also everybody else has too. Right. Maybe not as much, but everybody's failed. Yeah. Well, the only person who didn't make a mistake is someone who doesn't do anything. Right. Right. But what about the podcast? Like this is a good, this is Mm -hmm. another example. So invisible wall, Mm -hmm. I would say who the heck cares about anything that we have to talk about? And maybe they don't, (laughs) but we did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And week after week, we're having a great time. We're putting out content and some of it maybe resonates with somebody. Some of it people might think is stupid and that's okay. But something that I always tell myself (laughs) is that if if you kind of operate with the mentality that whatever anybody says about you is none of your business Mm -hmm. and you just don't care. Yeah. That's a good point. That's great. That's brilliant. Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah. And if somebody has something to say about something that you're doing, what are they doing? Right. Think about it. It's true. Everything you said is right. They're doing what they want to do and they don't care. And it's not a rude, not caring. You ignore the people who criticize you. You say, I'm just going to do it. And guess what? People who resonate with that, then follow that. And the same with the podcast. Week after week, our listenership grows. But it's not for everybody. So you don't have to listen. But every week, it's growing. Why is it growing? Because someone listens to it and then says, hey, I listened to these two and you should and, and so on. And that's what every, every leader wants is people who will follow them willingly, not, you know, being made to follow them and so right. on. So you're right. Uh, and also a lot of a lot of the things that you think people are saying it's you mm-hmm. right i could think of any reason why somebody might criticize something that we're doing mm-hmm. oh my god she just messed up the almond <laughs> brothers for jerry garcia for grateful dead you brought it up again <laughs> yeah i mean i am so i mean that's embarrassing that's a hard one you know it got to be authentic though you're going to be out. accepted but for, you know what i mean know. like you can think about all these different things but you just putting yourself out there and i think that's the invisible wall step past it and mm-hmm. and then you you know your invisible wall gets a little bit further it's very much like the comfort zone so just quiet that I, critic i kind of liken it to like sometimes i look at my to-do list and it's daunting you know for the upcoming week or something and you can really work yourself up about it and you almost want to you know hide but you just go like screw it and sit down and plow through and it's like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. Really, that wasn't so bad. You know? Even Okay, so think about the first time that maybe you presented at a symposium or mm-hmm. an event. That freaked me, freaked me out the first mm-hmm. time. Like I had to give a presentation to a large group of people. Right. And it was like a thought leadership thing. Yeah. So to step up there and, you know, and have people receive what you're saying, but also realize that 
at the end of it, okay, you walk off and it's done, right? Mm -hmm. you, you put yourself out there. You delivered your content. You know, nobody threw tomatoes or right. you're still alive. <laughs> produce that, you know, right. company doesn't fire you. You're kind of like, okay, that wasn't so bad, right. you know, right. and then you do more of that. And then you start to realize when you see people that are giving TED Talks and you see people that are, I don't know, the keynote speaker at major, major functions. Mm -hmm. Every one of them probably was talking to, you know, a group of 10 people mm -hmm. in a room and then it grew and grew and grew. Right. And, and now they are where they but are today. when you came off that first stage and, you know, you're still a wreck, but you lived. And then when you got that email that said, you know, hey, it was at your talk and it was great. Yeah, it's like, wow, you you're pumped up, right? You yeah, know? the next time you do something, it gets a little bit easier, yeah. a little bit easier every time. I mean, one thing, Dad... We're talking a lot about how an individual can tackle the invisible wall and why people build these invisible walls, the negative self-talk. But I think it's also important. Sometimes you just you need to have you need people in your life that are helping you to realize what the facts are versus Very what important. your feelings are. Very important. Can you think of any like are there any people in your life that were specifically impactful to yeah your mom you. your mom was awesome so kind of she was always supportive you know and even when i doubted myself or do doubt myself so i think that's important you need to surround yourself with positive people mm -hmm. that encourage you and weed out toxic people that maybe feed some of those and negative as encouraging as mom is when she makes me take a walk i'm i'm not as supportive of her on that <laughs> so it's really sad that it doesn't go the other way <laughs> Oh, Dad, we always have to go there. <laughs> we get it. You don't like to exercise. No, I don't. So, I mean, finding somebody that can help you to kind of realize. No, it's really important because uh, yeah, you, you will have doubters and you will have negative voices. And it's wonderful when you have someone who supports you and and supports you and points out, you know, where, where you may need some correction. Yeah, you don't need a bunch of people that are just blowing smoke up your ass that Correct. are telling you how wonderful you are all the time. Yeah, I'm driving 60 miles an hour and the sign says, you know, road ends in 500 feet. You need somebody who says, yeah, this was a great ride. I think you should slow down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but you need to be able to figure out Change who, direction. who are yeah. the mentors that you respect right. and that are positive people that want the best for you. Because sometimes maybe there is a wall and sometimes there's a reason why you might feel inadequate and maybe they can tell you like a way to get around that. Right. But right. most of the time it's just in our heads. So right. we've got to no, be able right. to tell the difference. This was very good. So dad, what invisible wall are you going to break down this week? You're playing tonight. Yes. I have a show tonight. Frank and I acoustic. The Did. invisible wall that I'm going to break down is I will expose myself for being humiliated of my, musical faux pas earlier <laughs> but i'll leave it there anyway well, people of my generation will be like huh i think people of all generations will be like huh <laughs> so we'll end this but i have to tell you that for my birthday i guess it was two years ago mm -hmm. christina took me to dead in company at uh, city field in new york city and it was fantastic one of the most gratifying things about that was to see people my age and people your age and younger packed city field had what 40 50,000 people there oh yeah for a band that has been around over 50 years before john mayer was even born yep so to me that was just wow you know yeah. pretty cool and he's not playing his hits during that like it is 
No. It's, it's all Grateful Dead. Dead music. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And no Almond Brothers, in case no you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> also a great concert. But... There you go. There you go. Well, this was great, Christina. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Go out there and break down an invisible wall of your own. Um, if you guys liked what you heard today, help a daughter and father out. <laughs> like, subscribe, share with a friend. If there's something that resonated with you, maybe it'll resonate with somebody else. So, yeah. We appreciate it. We Thank do you. appreciate it. All right. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. word.